Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of Unfiltered Talk with Bryce. It's me, your host, William Bryce. Um, we have a fairly de- we have a fairly long show today because I have a lot to talk about because a lot of stuff happened in the last week, whether it be sports. That are, whether it be sports, music, wrestling, all that kind of stuff, some shit has happened. Um, we're going to talk Venom because the Venom trailer, Venom Two trailer came out. We're going to talk uh, some music because there are two things in music that happened this week that I just might kind of give my input on. And then obviously we're going to talk the NBA and the NFL. Uh, so yeah, we're going to jump right into it first with I guess the music stuff. So Friday, J. Cole released his new single, Interlude, to promote his upcoming album, which is, uh, it's called The Off Season, and it's releasing May 14th, which is on Friday. Um, I got a chance to listen to it today, um, and I didn't love it, but then again, I don't love J. Cole. Uh, I don't, yeah, I've only really loved one thing J. Cole's done, and that's 2014 Forest Hills Drive. K.O.D. or A.T. or it was K.O.D. K.O.D. was his last album or the one that was released in 2019, but that one was decent. For Your Eyes Only was not good at all, and I just saw today that he had an album that dropped last year that I had no idea about. So I'm probably gonna have to go back and listen to that one uh, because I've listened to three out of his last four now, and the fourth one is the most recent one. I'm probably gonna listen to the off season too. Um, but yeah, uh, we're going to get back to J. Cole later because there was also some news today that came out that I'm going to talk about later. But I think now we should move into something that absolutely excited me. And that is Kanye dropped an EP called Dear Donda. And before you... Where did it go? Dear Donda's gone apparently. But, um, yeah, he released Dear Donda, which it's, yeah, it's Hey Mama, Only One, Roses, Everything I Am, and Never Let Me Down, which those are five songs if you're a Kanye fan that you know are already out. But the fact that we get to see Kanye's name or Kanye again is awesome. Yeah. It is awesome that we get to see Kanye West 2021, even though it's ab- it's actually gone now, uh, which kind of sucks. Yeah, it's actually gone now. Um, yeah, it's not on Spotify anymore. Uh, but that, quite frankly, just made me happy. So, yeah, Kanye's technically back. Now we're just going to need to get Donda, which is the album that he promised years ago, and Yandi. Release Donda and Yandi, please. 
Well, that's going to do it for music. Uh, probably going to talk about the off season next week. So um, that's going to do it for music, and I will catch you guys with uh, with the Venom trailer. And we are back. I actually just watched the uh, Venom Let There Be Carnage trailer because uh, I found out, I just remembered as I was recording the podcast, I literally have everything written down. And I re- and I totally forgot that uh, the Venom Let There Be Carnage trailer came out today. So we're going to talk about that, A, because I literally just watched it. So I literally have a fresh insight on everything. I literally have a fresh insight on it. Um, the trailer basically starts off with his apartment in literal disarray. And he is... Going crazy. Eddie Brock is crazy. And Venom cooks him breakfast. And the breakfast looks like actual shit. Um, But then we also see more of an insight on um, Cletus Cassidy. Which... I don't know how I feel, quite frankly, about... About um, Woody Harrelson as... Cletus Cassidy. Like, I love Woody Harrelson, but after I saw the trailer, I don't know. I feel like it's going to be another case of Tom Hardy carrying everything for Venom, as it was for pretty much the first one. Um, But yeah, Carnage looks absolutely cool. I love Carnage. I fucking love how he looks. Um, But Tom Hardy... What can I say? Tom Hardy is going to be great as Venom. Uh, you, you can see that Tom Hardy has embraced the role of Venom wholeheartedly. He's embraced the role of Eddie Brock wholeheartedly. Um, but yeah, I love Eddie Brock. I love Tom Hardy as Venom. Not 100% sold still on Woody Harrelson as Carnage. I know it drops in September. Um... But yeah, I definitely will go and see it. Uh, my opinion may change on Woody Harrelson's Carnage as we get more trailers coming out. Um, but yeah, I think that's going to do it for the Venom 2 tra- for the Venom Let There Be Carnage trailer. And now we're going to hop right on into the NBA because there's also some music-related stuff with uh, basketball-related stuff. Because it's te- well, technically, it's not NBA stuff first it's going to be basketball stuff first so i will hop on in with basketball slash nba so we are back uh as i mentioned before we were going to talk about j cole again and we are because uh j cole today it was announced that he will be signing with the rwanda patriots bbc which i'm pretty sure that's basketball club in the for the inaugural season of the basketball africa league uh, he is a former Division One walk-on at St. John's, but he left uh, to focus on music before he could even play in a game. So before the season even started, he just dipped to go focus on music. Obviously, he made the right choice because he's a multi-million, he's a multi-million dollar recording artist uh, with a. I'm pretty sure he has multiple Grammys, um, with the quite. Frankly, a really good resume. Um, 
I just felt like I'd mention that because I thought it was kind of interesting. I saw it today and I'm like, I will have to talk about this on the podcast tonight. Um, that's going to be fun seeing that, quite frankly. Um, I hope that they televise the games over here somewhere so I can watch it. Yeah, because it's going to be fun. So now we're going to move on to the NBA stuff. That was just a quick little uh, basketball thing because I had to throw it in there. Uh, because I was already talking about J. Cole anyways. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, it was announced today that uh, Jalen Brown's season is over altogether. Um, I'm guessing it means playoffs, too. He uh, It's due to a wrist injury. He's going to have to have surgery. It's, like five, it's a five- to six-month recovery. So, yes, it is the rest of the season. Quite frankly, I couldn't give a fuck because I do not like Jalen Brown. I hate the Celtics. I don't like Jason Tatum. I don't like most of that team. I think most of that team is overrated. And hopefully, they cannot make the playoffs and then all the Celtics fans will just go away. Please. Celtics fans are the worst. I hate Celtics fans so, so much. Um, But yeah, I guess if you're a Jalen Brown fan and you think he's good, it's a huge loss. Me personally... Uh, me personally, the basketball expert right here doesn't think he's anything special. I think he's an average player. So it doesn't really mean anything. Um, but yeah, they weren't going to make the playoffs anyways. Um, Zion Williamson uh, it was announced over the weekend that he was out indefinitely. He fractured his left index finger. Um, and David Griffin was fined $500,000 for basically blaming the refs for his injury. Um, because David Griffin basically said the refs enable players to viciously defend Zion Williamson because of how good Zion is and how dominant he actually is. So it allows players to basically do whatever the fuck they want guarding Zion. Which, when a player's that good, like, is it viciously defending? Or is it playing him to... Guarding him to stop him. Like, I get there's a thin line, but I saw the play, and I don't think it was a dirty play, quite frankly. I watched the play today because I'm like, I need to figure out why the NBA's or why David Griffin's freaking out. I watched it. It wasn't a dirty play. It was not. Um, But yeah, Zion's out indefinitely. I'm pretty sure that ruins their playoff hopes. Um, But yeah. Next, we're going to talk about sort of history and history at the same time, because I wrote this before it happened, well, before what today, before what happened today, but Russell Westbrook tied Oscar Robertson for the most triple doubles in NBA history with 181, it's either 180 or 181, but he had a uh, 33.19 rebound, 15 assist game to tie the record, and as of a few minutes ago... Russell Westbrook is officially the record holder for all-time triple-doubles. That is something that nobody ever thought would be broken. And here we are, 59 years later, and Russell Westbrook is the triple-double king. All the narratives about Russell Westbrook not being great just need to go the fuck away. Russell Westbrook has proven... That he is greater all time than the today's generational savior to all the fucking four-year-olds that watch basketball, Steph Curry. He's better than Steph Curry. 
He's better than Steph Curry all fucking time. Steph Curry could break the three-point record. And he will not pass Russell Westbrook. I get he has titles, but he literally was fucking carried to those titles. Steph Curry was. Steph Curry was carried to the title. Hence, he has three titles, but zero finals MVPs. What should I fucking tell you? But Russell Westbrook, back to Russell Westbrook, because this is who this little topic is about. Russell Westbrook has proven again and again that you can't count this dude out. At the beginning of the season, when the Wizards are struggling, everybody's like, oh, Russell Westbrook's washed, Russell Westbrook's done. And here we are with five games left in the season. And it looks like the Wizards are going to make the playoffs. And it's mainly due to Russell Westbrook. Let that one sink in. To all you Russell Westbrook Tim Tebow's going to go on as the greatest tight end of all time. I'm not there yet! But fuck you, Kendall. But, uh... I'm, let me see what I had next. Because... Oh, okay. Well, uh... Now I will go over to... The NFL, because that was our NBA Also, talk. I heard you say Russell Westbrook. Did you see he broke the all-time? Yes, I literally just talked about he's that. He's the greatest all-around point guard ever. No one can change He's He's that. better than Steph Curry. He will he, always be officially... I'm not saying better. I'm saying he better will, all-around player. He will officially be better than Steph Curry all-time. Steph Curry can do nothing at this point to pass Russell Westbrook. Brian Scott time. Green's the best player of all time. Get the fuck out of here. Okay. Get the fuck out of here. But that's going to do it for the NBA. We're going to move on to the NFL because we have a little weird NFL thing today because I saw two things today. One of them makes sense. The other one, it's a little head-scratching. So we're going to talk about both. I'll see you guys in a second. So um, there was a... Well, I'm going to preface this by saying on the day of the draft... There was a report that Tim Tebow had worked out with the Jacksonville Jaguars as a tight end. And I'm pretty sure I said that we were going to get Tim Tebow as a tight end in the NFL that day. And a report comes out today that the Jacksonville Jaguars are signing Tim Tebow... To a one-year deal as a tight end. Let that one sink in. This is not 2011, folks. This is 2021. Tim Tebow has literally not played football in nine years. He has failed two different sports. And nine years later... Tim Tebow is back in the NFL as a position that a lot of people wanted him to switch to because they thought it would have been a good move for his career. Man literally fizzled out as a quarterback, decided to go do college football analysis for like two to three years. Then the man decides to go play professional baseball. Signs with the Mets. Washes out. Retires from baseball. 
Then a year later, this man is literally on an NFL roster as a tight end. If that is not the biggest what the fuck in football history, I don't know what is. Hey, guess what? What? Team Tebow's going to be great to see a killer mentor tight end in college in Aaron Hernandez. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up, Kendall. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I'll be here all week. Shut the fuck up. But, uh... That is literally a what in the world just happened. Is this 2011 or 2021 moment? Like He's playing for his old college coach. Yeah, I know. I was just about to go into that. I'm pretty sure if Urban Meyer was not the coach of the Jags, we wouldn't be having this discussion right now. I would not be talking about Question. this right now. When Tebow does the Tebowing, is he going to get canceled too? No. Fuck. He won't. Tebow's and Niels. Yeah, I know. But, uh... Colin Kaepernick seeing Tebow get signed before him. I know. I saw... The, the one you showed me today of Trevor Lawrence throwing a touchdown to Tim <laughs> Tebow. This is fucking funny. But, um... I get... Yeah, that is... I was just... I don't know what the fuck. I really don't know. I don't know what to make of the Tim Tebow signing. Like, it is so crazy... And I don't know how to react to it. Like, it's fucking weird. <laughs> but, but yeah, that's going to do it for, um, uh, well, the Jags news. Because there's also some other news from another team in that division. My Indianapolis Colts just literally an hour ago announced that they have signed Eric Fisher. To a one-year, $9.4 million deal to be their starting left tackle. And he is now Carson Wentz's blindside protector. It's... I like it. Me, personally, I like it. I don't think it's a legit Anthony Costanzo replacement. Because Anthony Costanzo was ridiculously underrated, honestly. He played... His problem was... He was... He was was a tackle... When you had guys like Tyron Smith and Joe Thomas and Joe Staley. and How the fuck are you going to even beat out guys like that? Even guys like Nate Solder, who Nate Solder fell off. But Nate Solder, for most of his career, was really, really fucking good. Um, and then you had guys also like Andrew Whitworth, who... Andrew Whitworth, when it's all said and done, may end up being a Hall of Famer. And then also you had guys... Yeah, you had Dwayne Brown. You had your Dwayne Browns. You had your Jason Peters, just to name a few. Like, how the hell is this guy going to be a Pro Bowl tackle when you have all guys like that? Anthony Costanzo was super ridiculously criminally underrated for his time, and this signing, it's this signing, it can't fill the hole that Anthony Costanzo left, but it can get pretty damn close. Oh, I also thought about, I also remembered another signing that happened. Alejandro Villanueva signed a two-year, I think, $28 million deal with uh, the Baltimore Ravens to be their new starting tackle. I like that move. It's an upgrade over whoever they had after Orlando Brown was traded. Um, 
But yeah, that's going to do it for football. And now we're going to move on to the final little portion, which is WrestleMania Backlash. So WrestleMania Backlash is on Sunday. And we have, I think, one, two, three, four, five confirmed matches at the moment. It's obviously subject to change because it's going to be a two and a half to three hour pay-per-view. And we can't do five 30 to 40 minute matches because that would just be uh, ridiculous. Um, or 5 30 to 36 minute matches. But yeah, we can do that. Um, obviously, one of the matches we have is the WWE Championship match uh, between Drew McIntyre, Braun Strowman, and Bobby Lashley. I don't see a scenario where Bobby Lashley loses the championship. I don't. If. If they want to build Bobby Lashley as this top guy, this face of the company, which I know they're trying to do, having him lose the title now, well, having him lose the title this early, but especially at what is usually one of the worst pay-per-views of the year, and that's Backlash, is not a good way to make Bobby Lashley look strong. If they have him lose the title here, you might as well just you might as well just fucking release Bobby Lashley because his decline will start and it'll start real fucking hard. But yeah, I don't see a scenario where Bobby Lashley loses the title. Um, next we have the Universal Championship match. We have Cesaro versus Roman Reigns. I just want to say first, thank fuck. That we are actually getting Cesaro in a WWE or Universal Championship match. Did I say WWE Championship? I meant Universal Championship. But we are getting Cesaro in a World Championship match for the first time since he's been in the WWE. Which is like 10 years. And quite frankly, we fucking needed it. Thank you, Vince, for actually pushing Cesaro now. Um, But... I think, good story aside, I think that Roman Reigns is retaining. I get he's had the title for a long time. He's had the title for almost a year now. But, outside of Edge, I really haven't seen anybody who I think should have taken off the title. Taking the title off of Roman these last nine months. If there was anybody, I think it should have happened at WrestleMania and Edge should have taken it. But I don't see a scenario where Cesaro wins this. If he does, I'll be surprised. I wouldn't be mad, but I'd be surprised because I don't think Cesaro... Well, Cesaro's ready yet. Well, Cesaro's ready, but I don't think he's been pushed enough yet to make it be like, okay, this is the right time. I think he needs maybe needs to lose this one in like a weird, bullshitty way. And then I think they need to honestly extend it to wrestle or to SummerSlam, and have Cesaro beat Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. That would be, I think, the best way to end Roman Reigns' title, while also pushing Cesaro the correct way. Now, call me crazy, but that's SummerSlam's three months away. But I think if you keep having this title. Maybe they should have made it a pay-per-view later. But I'm not going to be mad that it's happening now. Yeah, like I said, this is the perfect way. Have him keep getting screwed 
and then have him eventually at SummerSlam. Or have it be like where we had Daniel Bryan or Kevin Owens where they both made him either tap out or get close. And then something screwy happens where like Edge hit Daniel Bryan with a chair or Kevin Owens or Roman Reigns knocked the ref out, bro. Um, but yeah, and then have him officially take the title at SummerSlam. I think that would be the absolute perfect way to seal the uh, to seal the championship reign for Cesaro and make Romans and make Roman go out strong. Um, and then we have the SmackDown Women's Championship: Bianca Belair versus Bailey. Um, I honestly think Bianca retains. I don't think. I think Bailey is just boring, and we don't need another title win from Bailey. We're moving on. Um, we have the Raw Women's Championship: Charlotte versus Oscar versus Rhea Ripley. Once again, I think Rhea retains. Um, I think you can't have her lose the title in a month. It. It wouldn't make sense. You're pushing Rhea Ripley to the moon and you would have her lose already. I really don't think it would make sense. And I don't think it's going to happen. And now we have the last confirmed match. We have the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. We have Rey Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio versus the Dirty Dogs. Also known as Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler. Uh, I think that uh, Rey Rey Mysterio and Dominic take the titles. Me personally, I think that the Dirty Dogs title reign has been boring. It's been lackluster. And I totally forgot that they were champions. Yeah. And I love both of those guys, but I, to- I totally, totally forgot that they were champions. Um, but yeah. As of right now, there's no those are the only confirmed matches. Uh, but I guess I should also talk about what happened on Raw last week. We had the return of uh, Eva Marie. And, uh, I'm going to put this out there. That return might have been bigger than any debut or return that AEW has ever had. Because it's been a week and people are still talking about it. It's been a week and people are still going nuts about it. AEW does something. Like the double or like the blood and guts match. MGF or MJF pushed Chris Jericho off the steel cage. People are no longer fucking talking about it. Yeah. Call me crazy, but I may have a point. AEW can't even hold a candle. To WWE or anything WWE does. AEW literally has 25 fucking tag team matches an episode. And then AEW can f- fans complain that WWE does the same shit. And AEW literally does it more than WWE does. And AEW fans don't fucking complain. Like. Yeah. Bite me. Fight me AEW fans. I literally don't give a shit. Your fucking show sucks. And I will fucking take that shit to the goddamn grave. You wanna you wanna stop watching the show? Good. I don't fucking care. But AEW's literal dog shit, and I could shit out a better wrestling company than AEW. 
And I'm not a wrestling promoter. I could promote a better fucking wrestling show. I could book a better fucking wrestling show than a than Cody Rhodes could. Yeah. I could. But back to the Eva Marie thing. Yeah, as I said, this is probably bigger. This return is probably bigger than any debut or return AEW's ever had. And not even to mention the main event return of Jinder Mahal last week and then the raw day and then the raw return of Jinder Mahal tonight. Yeah. Um also Velveteen is backstage. Uh we're going to see Velveteen probably tonight on Raw. Once again, AEW's debuts or returns can't hold a candle in the wind to Eva Marie's return. I will take that shit to the fucking grave. Yeah. I fucking said it and I stand by it. Fight me, AEW fans. I want you to. I want you to go on a rant on Twitter. Because I'm attacking your precious piss ant fucking company. Get the fuck out of here. But anyways, that's going to do it for this show. Um, this, this was the length that I want all my episodes to be but quite frankly I don't feel like there's always that much to say every week but this is the time that I quite frankly like my podcast to be every week like the lengthwise Um, but yeah that's going to do it hope you guys liked it if you did uh, share it obviously and I will uh, talk to you guys next week peace with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.